you've got your, your Bibles, uh, open them up to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We'll begin reading, we're going to kind of go down through this passage a little bit, but John chapter 1, we'll begin reading in verse uh, 40, 43. The Bible says the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, follow me. Just as we sang that song this morning, I have decided to follow Jesus. uh, We see in this passage that Philip decided to follow Jesus. And really Jesus is calling all of us to follow him. There's been a point in time in our lives, and maybe that point in time is today for someone here, where the Lord is saying, follow me, follow me. That may be for the new believer, someone that is just seeking Christ and accepting Him uh, as their personal Lord and Savior, or maybe someone that has been following Christ and then all of a sudden got their eyes off of the Lord and has begun to go their own way or begin to follow other people, or follow other things. This message that the Lord's saying to His disciples then, and that He's saying to us now, follow me, this is something that is not complex, is it? This is pretty simple, right? This is not uh, something where Christ uh, puts too much on us all at once, but he uh, he, He doesn't give us this list of things to do, all these things that we must do, but He just says, follow me. This is a follow me day by day, follow me uh, moment by moment. Um, From our first day of following Christ to our last day, our responsibility, our our goal should be simply uh, to follow Him. This week... As a disciple of Jesus Christ, it should be just simply follow, follow Him, follow Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian, right? To be Christ-like, it just means that we're, we're following Him, we're following Christ. This is, not, this is not complex, but for whatever reason, we need to be reminded of this from time to time, right? That it is Him that we're following, His Word and seeking seeking Him. Look at verse 44. The Bible says, Now Philip was of Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip, finding Nathanael, said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, come and see. Boy, I like these passages. You know, Philip, after Jesus calls Philip to come and follow him, and Philip does go to follow Christ, he just naturally, look at this, he just naturally has a heart to help his friends. He just naturally has a heart to uh, tell his friends, right? And this is, this is the best way of witnessing. Right? This is the best way of bringing others to Christ is just naturally. 
after we've been following Christ to say, hey, Nathaniel, we found the Messiah. We found, we found the one that the prophets, that Moses in the Old Testament told us about that was coming. He said, hey, he's here. He has come. He refers to the scripture a little bit, right? But, but Nathaniel, Nathaniel, he was naturally what? Skeptical, right? You see in verse 40, 46, he says, uh, can any good thing come from Nazareth? He said, are you sure this is the Messiah? Are you sure this is the one that the, that the Bible told us about, that he told us about? And then I like what, I like what uh, Philip says. He says, come and see. Come and see. In other words, he says, hey, uh, this is a, a changed life. It, it, it's going to speak volumes. Uh, the proof the proof is in, you know, this is, this is the same, same scenario that happened in John chapter 4. Remember the woman at the well? And, and, and Jesus tells her of the living water that is possible. And what does she do? She goes back into the back into the city into Samaria and she tells the people, she says, Come and see a man that told me all everything I've done, right? He knew everything about me. She the same way, just naturally out of an overflow after meeting Christ, goes to her friends and says, Come and see. Come and see. Come and see for yourself. You know, there's so much we can tell other people about the Lord. But boy, once, once you've experienced it, you begin to grow a little bit confident in that God can meet them and their need and what they need, right? And you say, come and see for yourself. Come and see. Come and see. You know, I've, I've even said to folks when, when talking to them about Christ, I said, they've been skeptical. I said, well, we'll try this. Pray and say, God, if you're real, make yourself known to me. Show me that you're real. Show yourself to me that you are real. A changed life. You know, as we expect to see the church grow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got the back doors open in February here. I have no idea. Maybe we ought to pray that it stops growing now. <laughs> he says, uh, Come and see. That's all we're going to do. You say, what's the plan for the church to continue to grow? It is for us as individuals to follow Jesus. It's for us as a church to follow Christ and put Him first. And then when we come across people in a natural way as friends, we say, come and see. Just come and see. See, see, what, see what God's doing. Hey, uh, God's changed my life. Amen. <laughs> God's changed my life. Come and see if He can't do it for, for me. And, and by the way, this worked. Philip says to Nathaniel, come and see. And you know what Nathaniel did? He came to see. He was, uh, we find in verse 48, that he was sitting comfortably in the shade of a fig tree. And Philip somehow convinced him by saying, come and see. He came out to see Jesus. Nathaniel came to see Jesus. And I'll say probably then and probably now, some of the biggest hindrances of people coming to Jesus is comfort <laughs> and the cares of this world. But Philip, talking to Nathaniel, got him to get up out 
from his comfort and come out to see this Jesus of Nazareth. You know, those hindrances of people coming to Christ, they can be overcome, right? You always look at people and you say, ah, I don't think that they would... They're the last person. They might be the first person that comes to Christ. The last person that we think. They might be the first person that comes to see Christ. You say, oh, but they're so skeptical. Yeah, but there is this thing that when they come in uh, contact, face to face with Jesus Christ, sometimes those questions just go away. When they experience Christ firsthand. Look at verse 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming unto him, and saith unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. I mean, Jesus calls him out. Jesus says, Hey, I know you. <laughs> this is the first time they'd ever met. Nathanael says, How do you know me? How do you know about my past? How do you know where I was before Philip ever got to me. We're talking about the creator of the universe. He knew Nathaniel pretty well. Would you agree? He knew Nathaniel before the foundations of the world. He knew Nathaniel. This is the same thing Jesus did to the woman at the well, right? As he began to talk to her, he said, uh, he started telling her about her past. Didn't he? And this was something that there is, when we bring someone to Jesus, when we bring, lead someone to Christ, you can have the confidence that the Lord knows exactly what they need, He knows their need, and He knows the solution to their need. We don't have to know all those details. All we have to do is say, come and see. Come and see. This is what happened to me. Come and see. See if, see if the Lord can't meet your needs. See if the Lord doesn't know you. See if the Christ can't help you. Look at verse 49. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Nathanael believes. He was a little bit skeptical, but Philip got him to come. But once he got there and Christ spoke to him, you know what he did? He believed. This is again, I draw this parallel to John chapter 4. This is exactly what happened with the woman at the well. She believes in Jesus, right? Then she goes out and says to the people in the city, hey, come and see a man. And then they come out. And the Bible says after Jesus talked with them, they believed on Christ because of His words. Because of His words. You know, all we have to do, we don't have to convince people. Christ can do that Himself. When they come to Christ with a willing and open heart, the Lord can make Himself known to them. And can you imagine the excitement of Philip? When you bring someone to Christ and they believe, I mean, they get it. They're like, wow, this is, this is great. This is wonderful. Can you imagine the excitement of Philip when his friend that he obviously had a heart for, he obviously had compassion because he went and told him, came and introduced him to Christ. That's all we are. We're just welcomers, right? Into God's family. We're just saying, welcome. Come and see a man. Come and meet Christ. He's real. He's alive. He's living. He can change our lives. 
Look at verse 50. Jesus, after Nathanael believes, Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw you under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater than, uh, things than these. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus said, Hey, because I told you a little bit about your past, you believed on me. He says, But hereafter, you're going to see greater things. In other words, you, you, just, you just scratched the surface of the good things and the great things. The title of this morning's message is Greater Things. Greater Things. You know, seeing greater things that God does is not the reason we follow Him. Alright? We're not following Him to see some great thing. That's not the why we do it. But I guarantee you, I promise you, if we follow Him, we're going to see some great things. When you're following Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, He does some pretty great things that we're going to be able to see, just as the disciples were able to see, only by following Him. By being in proximity of Him when He did the great things. Right? We, we follow Christ. Why? Because He had the words of life. In John chapter 6, Jesus has that great multitude, thousands, following Him, right? And then He begins to, to talk about the doctrine of the bread being broken and eaten of it. And, and it, it was a little too hard. It was a little too, uh, 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 too, too tough to understand, too much to, to comprehend. And the Bible says that many of them went away. Uh, Verse 66, it says, From that time many of His disciples went back and walked no more with Him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will you go away also? And I like these words that Peter said. Peter answered Him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. We follow Jesus Christ because He saved us. We follow Jesus Christ because He has the words of eternal life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. But as a result, or an added bonus of following Him for that, we get to see some great things. We get to see some great things. We've seen some great things already, haven't we? I mean, if you look back in your life from the time that Jesus said to you, follow me, till now... You can see so many of the great things that God has done. Just look around here. Just here in the last few years, we have seen God do some great things. We really have. But He can do greater. There's greater things than these that can and will happen that we can see. If we stay close to Him, if we follow Him, there are greater discoveries in Christ. Do you, do you think that? That there is, there's greater power to be had in Christ by following to him, close to Him. There is greater love and greater wisdom. Do you this morning have a desire in your heart to grow deeper in Christ? Grow closer to Him. Learn the greater truths of Christ that He can teach us. Just like the song says, 
just a closer walk with me. As we draw closer to Him, there are greater, greater things. Heaven will be opened. <laughs> I, I, I believe that. I believe that God can just open the windows of heaven on us and pour out His blessing. I believe that. I truthfully do. He can do that for us, and I think He wants to do that. The good Father, He wants to do that for us. In your life, personally, do you believe that there is greater growth to come? Greater growth in Christ. Greater grace that you can grow into. This, this uh, a growth that I'm talking about isn't necessarily learning more facts, although there is some uh, understanding that will come with drawing closer to Christ, but it is about drawing closer to Him and seeing Him for who He is in our lives. That's growth. Greater joy. Greater fellowship. In other words, we've seen some great things, but can I say the best days are yet to come? The best days are yet to come. I do have that outlook. God can change our hearts. Look, God can save our family members. God can work in our lives and do great things as we draw close to Him. He will. I do believe that. In my life, I want to see God work firsthand. I want to see Him. I want to, I want to see His works. Just like we read the stories in the Bible of how God has done so many great things. He can do that in our lives. And so how are we going to see God do greater things in our lives? We've got two simple points. The first is follow them. If you're there with them, you'll be there with them when it happens. <laughs> That's it. You just stay close to them, and he has uh, a tendency to do great and mighty things. Amen. Read, the, read the Gospels. I mean, John and, and Peter and James, those guys were just with him when he multiplied the loaves and fishes. They were just with him when he walked on the water. They were just with him when he raised the dead. They were just with him when he healed anyone that came across his way. They were just by him. They were just following him. That's all. It's just keeping our eyes on him. And follow him wherever he leads. Now, he did lead the disciples to the cross. And so there is a time when you're following Christ that there's some places that he may lead that we don't want to go. Right? There's some hard places that Christ will lead us. But there's also some wonderful places. Because after he went to the cross, what did the disciples get to see? They got to see the empty tomb. Amen. They got to see the resurrection. They got to see the ascension of Jesus Christ. They got to be there on the day of Pentecost to see God birth a church. Wow, the power of God. What were they doing? They were just following him. Just following Him. So, for us, today, tomorrow, the rest of our lives, make that choice to follow Christ. That's what a, that's what a true disciple is, right? It says, God, I will follow you. I'll follow you today. 
I, I give you my life. Giving Christ your life, surrendering our lives to Him, is simply saying, Lord, I'll lead you, I'll follow you wherever you lead me. In any direction. And in that, along the way, I promise you, we're going to see God do some great things. Some great things. The next and simple thing to see God do great things is believe. Nathaniel believed on Christ, did he not? He said, Thou art the Son of the living God, did he not? And after believing, Jesus said, Greater things than these you'll see. Do you, do you agree with me that it is faith that moves God? That's right. Amen. It is faith. Our faith, our trust in Him, our just childlike faith in believing that God can, or even that God will, is what moves God. Like Nathaniel, like Thomas, we human, we're human, we, we have unbelief at times, skeptical. And, and, and he's so loving and so kind, he'll help our unbelief, won't he? But there ultimately comes a place where we have to put our trust in him, almost unconditionally. Trust him, believe him. And when we do that, wow, he will never let us down. We'll see God's hand, the mighty hand of God, work and move in our lives. And in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 58, the Bible talks about Jesus there and He says, uh, and He did not many works because of their unbelief. In other words, there's no limit to God's power. But we can limit God in our lives by our unbelief. Trusting the Lord. Trusting the Lord that He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Believing His promises. The promises that He gives. Look, all of us, we want to see the mighty works of God, right? So we got to get rid of the unbelief. The unbelief. As a church, we want to be a church that is faith filled, spirit-led, right? A church that operates in unbelief is, is done. It's not, even, it's not even a church. Why? Because we've got to trust in God. We've got to put our faith in Him. We've got to believe and, 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 and just say, God can, God will lead us. He'll direct us. He'll bless us. He'll have His will and way in our lives. You know, in order to see God do some great and mighty things in our lives and the lives of the people around us, we don't have to have a lot of head knowledge. We don't even have to know a lot of things. I, I believe it's good to get in the Word of God and to grow and be rooted and grounded and have a good foundation in the Word of God. I, I, you know that I believe that. But in order to see the mighty hand of God and the works of God, it really just takes belief. It really just takes childlike faith of saying, God, I trust you. And you know what really pleases God is when we're in, we're in a circumstance where things don't look good and where naturally we would be anxious, naturally we would be full of care, but we say, Lord, I'm going to hand this over to you, and God, I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to believe that you're going to work all these things out for my good. 
and believe Him and trust Him and keep our eyes on Him. Why? Because God can. He absolutely can. He is not limited in power. We serve the one true God. We not only have great things to look forward to here on earth, I believe, to see God work in our lives, but we have a really, really great future. Amen. One day we're going to see some really great things. <laughs> when you read there in Revelation about the new heaven and the new earth and new Jerusalem, wow, that's some great things. That's what we have to look forward to. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians Chapter 2 and verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that loved Him. Could we be like Philip? When Jesus says, hey, follow me. That we just... You know, that's how he called all his disciples. When you begin to read through, he says to Matthew, follow me. He says to John, follow me. And they left their nets and followed him. Matthew left his, his job and followed him. You know, God's not, God's not maybe asking us to quit our jobs to follow him. He's just asking us to follow him in our work and in our place of uh, where he's put us. And in doing that, In following Christ, He'll give us a heart for others, I believe. A heart for our friends. To say, hey, come come and see a man. You know what I've I've noticed? Many times, the folks that seem to bring the most people to Christ, or lead folks to Christ, is someone that has just, just recently accepted Christ. Someone that has just been saved, they just realize how good it is, you know? And they go out, they go out without even knowing what they're doing. They never read the Bible. No one ever told them. And they go and they're telling their friends. They're saying, wow, this just happened to me. And they run into a lot of folks like that are skeptical, right? But they're just so excited about it, they're saying, hey, come see Christ. Come see what happened to me. It's wonderful to see that new life, right? That new energy. And uh, I don't know, sometimes... We lose that. I don't know why. I think when we follow close to Christ, we'll see His compassion toward others. We'll see His love toward others. And in return, it'll give us a love toward others. This morning, this message is not just a feel-good message that we're going to see God do great things. Although I believe that if we just follow and trust, we will see God do great things as we already have. But this is a challenge. This is something that we have to put into place of our part of following Him. In other words, in every area of our life, all areas of our life, are we seeking Him, seeking His Word, Seeking Him in prayer for the decisions that we make. That's what it would say. That's what it would look like to follow Christ and say, Lord, hey, lead me, guide me. Lord, this is a decision that's coming up. This is a, a circumstance that I'm facing in my life. Lord, I'm seeking You to lead me. And He will. The Bible says, seek and you will find. Knock 
it shall be opened unto you. It's about just believing Him. I don't know what it is that you're facing, but each person faces difficulty, faces things in their life that we have to make a choice to, hey, trust God or worry about it. <laughs> you know? Say, Lord, I, I'm going to trust You. I'm going to believe You. I'm going to put my faith in You. Look, we call ourselves Christians, followers of Christ. But that is not just a thing that means we go to church on Sunday. It, is a, it, is, it means that when every area of our life, we're seeking God and drawing close to Him. And so when circumstances come up, instead of trusting other people, instead of looking to other people for our comfort or our wisdom or our strength, we look to God for our strength. We look to Him for our wisdom. We look to Him to guide us. That's what it means to believe Him. People people will help us, and God will use people to help us. And especially as a body of Christ, we should strive to help each other and encourage each other. But really, ultimately, sometimes it's just going to come down in our lives. It's going to be you and the Lord. And you just got to trust Him and believe Him. And it's in those times that we're going to learn that He is faithful. That He is faithful. That He will not leave us. That He will not forsake us. That it's in those times that He draws the closest to us. And it's in those times that many times that we see the greatest things as He delivers us. So this week, follow Him. Follow Him in His Word. Follow Him in prayer. Believe Him. God can, God can and will do great and mighty things. Let's stand as we pray. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, if you've never accepted Him into your heart, He wants you to. He's inviting you to today. He's saying, follow me. It's just as simple as saying, Lord, I'm trusting You. I'm putting my faith in You to forgive me of my sins, to come into my heart, to save my soul. Lord, and from this day forward, I'm going to be a follower of Yours. I'm going to follow You. I'm going to trust You. You're my Lord and You're my God. Let's pray. God, Lord, we do trust in You. As this church, Lord, we want, we're seeking You to follow. God, it's Your Word that we want to follow. God, it's Your Spirit that we want to follow. Lord, I pray that You'd lead us. God, I pray for each individual that's here. God, I pray that You'd draw us close to You. Lord, I pray that You would, uh, this week, show us great and mighty things so that we can praise You so that we can come together at another time and say, look, this is what God has done in my life. This is what God is doing in my life. He's working. Lord, we thank you for how you will and how you do. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray.